0: I've got a piece of news for you. The Las Vegas Raiders? Is this what we're going to do the next
1: time that we're in Vegas? Is go to a Raiders game? Wow. I can't even imagine how wild those games would be.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, people, like, stumbling. Imagine, okay, okay. imagine this. You're, like, sitting there Saturday night, and you're, you've got a roll at a craps table or blackjack or something like that. And instead of being like, I'm gonna keep trying to win money, like what, the smart friend in the group is like, no, no, we got enough for tickets for the game tomorrow, and like, boom, you roll it into you roll those chips. Like, do so you think they'll accept chips at the at the game,
1: like as payment? Oh, they have to. I assume that the I assume that you know Caesars or somebody is gonna sponsor some deals. Yeah, wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be wild. Yeah, I think. Maybe it's time to get back out there, especially if especially if the Raiders show up. Absolutely. Imagine how many bandwagon Raiders fans there are going to be. Oh yeah, and that's
0: that is a community that's dying for a professional sports team, so they will jump in and jump in hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, going to be interesting.
0: Speaking of jumping in, if we just jumped into iTunes, we're official. Search for us in iTunes, and you will find the Fantasy Tools Podcast.
1: Yeah. Now you actually have to remember that we end in a Z.
0: Yeah, now you have to remember that we <laughs> end in a Z. That is the easiest way to find us in iTunes. Yeah. Please subscribe.
1: <laughs> other big news this week. The weather is nice. Really makes me want to go for a little walk. Uh, I don't know if you saw... We saw some other characters oh, doing you. little walks around look recently. Oh, yeah. You like that segue? What do you think of the Game of Thrones trailer? Just three characters walking. It... it- accomplished everything that i like in a
0: trailer it did not reveal any plot lines and yet it got me
1: excited about the new season i don't know i not i'm not sure that i fully agree with that because where is daenerys i have no idea i think she's in dragonstone you think she's in dragonstone
0: well it's like isn't it empty like who's hanging out in dragonstone these days i don't know
1: what what did Stannis leave behind
0: nothing he brought didn't he brought
1: every. he brought his like wife and child Yeah, that worked out well, but but yes, well <laughs> he, he did. Him. So you think you think she just rolls up there? But she's obviously hanging out there for a little bit. Might as well. She has enough time. She has enough time to walk down a long hallway and sit on a throne. So
0: catch some rays out on Dragonstone. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be... there's a
1: lot of op- there's a lot of opportunity to read way too much into that trailer. But I agree with you that functionally we didn't learn anything.
0: I mean, the best part is that Jon Snow is like what he, he's like in a great hall versus
1: the other two who are in like legitimate I know. <laughs> throne rooms. Well, th- I mean, that was like the other thing, right? He, Jon Snow doesn't sit on it. He just like looks at the uncomfortable Winterfell chairs. <laughs> like, yeah. huh. Did not like, I didn't really
0: like the end. I thought that was a little bit too. Winter is coming.
1: Oh yeah. It, I know that. That really didn't need to happen with the zoom in on the eye. Anyway, Anyway, that's it's a little, little deep on that. All right, this week, we're going to do two things. Uh, as we are just beginning the season, Eric's going to hit us up with some over-unders. We're going to try our hand at guessing what's going to happen at the end of the season. And then I'm going to talk about the king of the batting stats, home runs. Take it away, Eric.
0: Behind the scenes, I've been continuing my average draft position ADP analysis. Besides coming up with a draft evaluation methodology that works flawlessly, a.k.a. ranking me and my draft number one in our league in Mike Tenth, um, the research has revealed some interesting information. Uh, This data set that I've been collecting is what we call a longitudinal data set, meaning it's collected about the same people over time. In other words, we don't just have a snapshot. We have an evolving data set. It's pretty cool. Uh, therefore we see trends showing how player perceptions are changing over time. Here's an example. Um, so again, on the the data that I'm collecting, uh, it's average draft position and then it's the aggregate expert average rankings. So I compared the March 13th ADP to the April 1st ADP and the same for the aggregate expert average ranking. And the comparison gave me two sets of numbers. Uh, Essentially, how much did the draft stock of each player increase or decrease according to Fox Populi, the masses, and the experts? So one example for you, Mike. Uh, A player rose like cream to the top, a uh, veritable ubermensch, I guess. Uh, He moved up 174 spots in ADP in 132 spots in the expert rankings can you name that player
1: is this on the batting side or the pitching side
0: Ooh,
1: i would naively expect this to be a pitcher who got named a spot it
0: is a pitcher
1: that's see that's what i would expect the only way that you rise like he that, was named to a spot who was named to a spot yeah exactly it almost has to be something like that uh oh is it is it the closer situation
0: Yes. Where?
1: Which closer situation? Oh, the Cincinnati closer? No,
0: no. The Nationals. Sorry, the Nationals closer. Blake Trinan went... (laughs) Just crushed it at the very end there. Wow. in, um, In ADP and in the expert rankings. I would assume that Dusty Baker would make Kelly the closer. So I had invested in him. Blake Trinan was always there. But yeah... Glover was the one that everybody was thinking was going to make it. That was because he was taking the ninth inning role. And I never believed that, but I always I always knew that Kelly was like the number two option. So it wasn't that he was going to win the closer role. It was that the other two were going to lose their shot at the closer role.
1: I agree with that. And the thing is that early in the season, you have no time to wait around and see if they're going to regain the role.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I said, the full analysis reveals some interesting players. There's a lot of noise in the results, however. Uh, Charlie Morton moved up 85 spots in the aggregate expert rankings from 382 to mm-hmm. 298. Yahoo! <laughs> and then uh, they're on the negative side, they're strewn with DL detritus. Uh, please pour some out for our DL stashes. Anthony DiScalfani, and David Price. So, at the end of the analysis, I focused on players that ended up in the top 250 of either ADP or average ranking, expert ranking, that is, and focused on the positive stories. Let's let's keep it positive here. Um, All this being said, Mike, I picked out a few players that I thought were really interesting, and I've got some over-unders for you. Last week, we talked about a... A man and his cat, Mr. Greg Bird of the Yankees, um, his ADP over the, uh, essentially the month that we were looking at this, went um, down 59 spots, and the uh, average expert consensus ranking went down 32 spots. That's pretty sizable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's that's not in the statistical noise. That's real.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, and I think part of this is it's the at bats are a lot more certain now, mm-hmm. especially after having a good spring, seeing what the Yankees are saying. Um, they're ready to say that he is the he's the the starter going forward. So, I've got the over under for you, and it's really it's really pick one. So, at bats equals two times
1: the batting average times one hundred. Do you want my rationale here or you just want me to pick one of the sides
0: go whatever you're whatever you're feeling like right now i'm taking that bats you're taking it the at the at-bats yep. nice
1: wow so you really think that he's gonna yeah because that's i i think he's getting a full season and i don't think he's hitting above 250
0: <laughs> there you go all right you're here first all right next one Your one of your old buddies tywin walker adp uh, he's gone up 39 spots, and the expert consensus ranking has him up 14 spots. So I've got a tricky one for you. ERA times 50 plus minus Ks.
1: It's got to be
0: Ks. It's got to be Ks. Got to be Ks. Yeah, he, I mean, when he has a 2.89 ERA and 150 Ks, you're
1: set, right? <laughs> yeah, it's when he has a 4... ERA, and 198 Ks that I'm worried about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, here's another fun one. Lance McCullers, ADP is up 22 spots. All right, so this is a really good one. We always nail him for his whip. Whip times 100, plus or minus his Ks.
1: What do you you think people saw in him that changed over the spring? I I really don't get this one. I think his whip is going to be huge. I'm taking the whip times 100. It's going to be larger than his Ks.
0: Yes, what are, what are we thinking here? We're thinking it's going to be a one point six
1: eight. That's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> like, so
0: he he probably gets like one hundred fifty k's in that scenario, and that means that he makes what, like twelve starts.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
0: I mean, his stuff his stuff is filthy. The problem is that the same reason that it's filthy is the reason that his arm is deteriorating rapidly. Okay, another one of the stalwarts of the show this from this season, Robbie Ray. His ADP is up twenty two spots. That is either that's a fantasy tools analysis just showing, or that's everyone seeing that two hundred k mark and being like, "Wow,
1: <laughs> well, look at that!"
0: <laughs> I'll grab me some. Yeah, of everyone
1: that. had your reaction from the first pod <laughs> of the season, Robbie Ray. <laughs>
0: All right, so here's a good one: is his K per nines going to be higher than his win total.
1: Man, this this is pretty dirty. Uh, I got I uh, I have to take his win total. You can you can stumble into ten wins. Can you stumble into twelve? <laughs> because he because he eas- <laughs> I mean, there's there's a a non-zero possibility that he does you know eleven point zero one per nine.
0: Yeah yeah he very well could that'd be pretty that'd be pretty great all right another good one adam jones adp up 10 spots that's all the wbc the total and it is yeah <laughs> um up 10 spots so in light of that uh his stolen bases plus minus 10 he's under <laughs> 10 stolen he's under. Bases. there's
1: no way there's no way yeah, I know. I mean, you oh. you probably could have set that at five, and I still would have taken the under.
0: Oh, man, that team is not going to run. Nope. <laughs> All right, here we, here's an interesting one. Michael Brantley, another popular one with us. His <sighs> um, the experts this time have his uh, experts have him up thirteen positions from that mm, roughly a month ago. <laughs> so here we have runs plus RBIs plus minus one twenty. This is so real.
1: <laughs> it is (laughs) right there what do you do with his playing time here uh he's not playing a full season that is for shit sure does he get does he get 110 games if he gets 110 games i think he can do this but he doesn't get 110 games it's it's under it's under 120
0: it's under yeah i was everything that i i've seen on the projections say it's like somewhere between Fifty and fifty-eight
1: on both of those numbers. <laughs> I just want to clarify and say that all of the thinking that I just explained doesn't count. It's just the numbers. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't don't hold me to any of my reasoning. If I stumble into the right answer on these, I'm taking it. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like
0: it's not like slopping in plain pool. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to come back. I'm not calling my shots here. You'd have to call your shots. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to post a few more of these up. I've got, I've got a series of fun players that all went up at least one round in a standard 10-team league. And um, hopefully I'll get those up on the Twitters ASAP.
1: We are excited to have baseball back and start agonizing over our daily lineups. Here's a little bit about some baseball sartorial choices. We gotta break out our Mets shirts one of these days. I think that
0: I was ordered to get rid of that. It's the
1: scratchiest shirt that I've ever owned.
0: And as thin as I'll get out. It is amazingly thin. The Phillies one
1: is also very, very thin. That's true. I uh, I actually still have the coupon for the hat. Oh, you gonna go get it? Just in case. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up in Philly. You never know. It's good till October 1st, so... So we're going to talk about home runs now, the king of hitting stats. It's directly responsible for increases to both runs and RBIs for your standard 5x5 five five leagues. In our league, to first approximation, the teams with the most home runs are the winners, by and large. There are a couple strategies that people are trying now to buck that, and I think we're going to talk about that
0: yeah, a little bit
1: more in future weeks, in particular my team and your team to an extent. But for now, <laughs> let's stick with what we know. So first things first, Eric, what do you know about home runs?
0: Um, They're when the ball goes out of the park, and I want to catch one one day. Is that enough?
1: That is the dream. Yeah. You know what? So are you saying we don't know a lot? or?
0: No, we don't know a lot, because last year, all of a sudden, the mm-hmm. home runs proliferated for some unknown reason after a steady decline. Though, at the end of the day, we kind of saw them go back to, like, when we started this stupid league 10 years ago,
1: those kind of inflated numbers. Yeah, that's true. So maybe this is like a a long-term thing. Uh, Real quick, shameless plug here. Um, I've been doing the work for this recent analysis in what are called Jupyter Notebooks, this interactive Python interface that allows for portability of workflow. But what this really means is that all this work should be shareable. We're still working out some of the kinks, but you can actually check us out on GitHub now as fantasy Dash tools and maybe we'll ah one more iteration we'll link to that at some point (laughs) yeah i mean can't have spaces so i tried to do the next best thing i'll just say that there's a more detailed write-up of this research that we're about to discuss there um, and i'd of course welcome any feedback or recommendations so let's dive into the numbers here and i've got a simple question for you to frame this discussion can gary sanchez new york catcher put up the numbers over a whole season that he put up at the end of last year at that rate,
0: oh my gosh, that would be insane. <laughs> no, he cannot go. He cannot put up numbers at the rate that he did at the end of last season. All
1: right, well, we're going to play a little devil's advocate here. We'll see. I'm picking on him here because he had the highest home runs per plate appearance by a wide margin in the majors last year. Fully regressed in the home runs per plate appearance, he should have hit 10 home runs last year. Just remember, he hit 20 home runs in 230 plate appearances last year.
0: Right. Right, 10 sounds a lot more reasonable
1: than 20. 10 does sound a lot more reasonable, and I arrived at that regression number by looking at the number of home runs as a distribution for the top 200 players. We go all the way up to the the 45, the, the peak last year, and the 200th player hit 11 home runs last year, the 200th player with the most home runs. Okay, Mm -hmm. now if you switch that and go in order again now with home runs per plate appearance and ask what the distribution looks like, you get roughly the same curve indicating that there's a strong trend there. And that spike
0: is Gary Sanchez? That's
1: right. So most of the home run hitters follow this trend, except for this one crazy outlier where Gary Sanchez hits at twice the rate of home runs per plate appearance that you would expect for somebody. Yeah. Uh, in his, what we might call, skill bracket, just at first blush. Okay, so we're a little confused here. Let's try and figure out why this might be. Why there's a case for him not being regressed down to 10 home runs. All right, this is getting us into another aspect of League Stats. Something that I hadn't really dealt with before, and let's see what you know about this. StatCast. Awesome resource that is just side note impossible to navigate. Have you checked it out at all?
0: I have not played around with it at all. I have wanted to though, so I'm glad that you're starting to dig in so that we can have some statcast experience. <sighs> it is.
1: It is almost too much data. It's like drinking from a data fire No, hose. please, please, <laughs> never too much data. <laughs> it, it's. I mean, it's going to take some time to sift through all of this data and figure out what's going on. I mean, it records every plate appearance. You can you can legitimately go and download an Excel spreadsheet of the results of every plate appearance last year. Nice. Yeah, so maybe sounds like the just right amount of yeah sure. Whatever you say, you gotta figure out what to do with it though. So I've grabbed one piece to slowly walk us into this launch angle. That is, the angle relative to the ground that a ball leaves the bat. Okay. Generally speaking, if this number is positive, it means a fly ball, and negative means a grounder. Now, I think we're going to put up a picture of this on Twitter, but there's a really reasonable distribution that peaks around plus 10 degrees. So if you picture this in your head, it's just kind of... Um, it's coming off of the bat with a slight upward trajectory, and that can encompass a lot of things. That can encompass line drives that can encompass bloop singles, that can encompass fly balls to outfield, It can even be things that end up being infield grounders, depending upon how hard they're hit. Mm-hmm. Interestingly to me, this is largely independent of pitch velocity. So how I chose to disperse this was looking at the launch angle versus the velocity of the incoming pitch. Most of these pitches come in between 90 and 95 miles an hour, just telling you, of course, that most pitchers are leaning pretty heavily on their fastball but the expected distributions about the same what's interesting to me about this and how I'm going to tie this into our study today is that there's a sweet spot for home runs that you can just find directly if you look at statcast it's a launch angle between 20 and 40 degrees does that pass the smell test for you
0: okay yeah cuz you 30 degrees 30 degree angle will in physics in theory get get an object there the same as a sixty degree angle with less effort, less flight path,
1: yeah, so that makes yeah, sense. that's right, so um of course a forty five degree would maximize the distance in theory, but it's weird, you mm. really don't see many home runs coming off at a forty five degree angle,
0: that would be a really weird swing <laughs> it would
1: be a super weird swing, that said, you see some that are i mean you see some coming off the the bat at sixty degrees, so <laughs> You yeah. know, what's going on there? So anyway, what I did was I looked at the distribution for the entire MLB uh, over the month of August in 2016 and asked what the distribution was. And that's how I arrived at finding out that most home runs are launched between 20 and 40 degrees and most home runs come on fastballs around 92 miles an hour. Makes sense. Fast in, fast out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I expected that relation to be a little bit stronger like I would expect there to be even more home runs at the the other at the upper end the 95s but it looks like guys maybe can't fully catch up. All right so here's the case for Sanchez not being a 10 home run guy. if you plot just his points on here, so the pitches that he saw the velocity of the pitches coming at him and his subsequent launch angles, His home runs lie exactly where you would expect them for the majors to be. So I naively thought that his home runs were going to lay just somewhere crazy and he was just getting insanely lucky that they made it out of the park or he was just randomly able to muscle them out. But that's not really true. If you look at this, you can maybe make a case for three to five of those home runs that he hit last year being a little low, as you might expect. Okay. Lower than you might expect. So that what that says to me is that maybe his true regression is down to 16 and and I think that if even if it's sixteen home runs on two hundred and thirty plate appearances he's still somebody we're really excited about but you can also say he was
0: totally in the groove like that that's what that's sort of confirming that kind of feeling like he was just man he was <laughs> in a groove over that period of time and perhaps he got all of his good swings out. And if he had had double the the at-bats, he would have not.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that may be true. One thing that you see here is that for all of his launch angles, that his his launch angle is consistently elevated relative to the MLB average. So he doesn't have much in the plus 10 degree area. Mm -hmm. He's mostly in the plus 20 degrees and and up, at least on the fastballs. I don't know. I'm going to keep track of this a little bit um and see what's going on with with Gary Sanchez but I'm going to tentatively say that I believe the regression that takes him closer to 16 home runs over those 230 which means that he's probably going to break 30 home runs this year.
0: Yeah, I mean he is he's a 30 home run candidate at catcher which is uh, that's a, that's a unicorn.
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> he might be a he chimera? might be a chimera. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. Yes, chimera. Yes. So anyway, I'm gonna pencil Gary Sanchez in for 30 home runs, uh, and I don't know. Let's see what happens. 30 plus home runs.
0: 30 plus home runs. That's that's pretty aggressive, but I I don't totally disagree with you. All right, buddy, you want to wrap this sucker up?
1: Yes, I do, and I gotta wrap it up with just some discussion about baseball here. Uh, you know, getting back to watching games, seeing some of the highlights is pretty ideal. But I can't help but think about going to baseball games and just trying to get you that home run ball, buddy. We got to try and we got to really focus a lot of our effort on predicting where the home run seats are in parks. And I'm thinking that because I watched Mark Trumbo launch one to seats that I am almost positive we sat in last year. That is why I picked those seats (laughs) in Camden
0: Yards, because I was like looking at like, this is exactly where every right-handed hitter is going to hit a home run right here yep. like two rows in slight right i mean slight left field oh man that was perfect yeah and the Statcast cast uh data uh, given that i am a geographer that's mm-hmm. those are some of the analyses that i should be working out where hitters <laughs> uh where hitters are hitting two
1: yeah, this gives us sort of a natural dichotomy here. You, you're you on the map part. I'm on the physics part, the launch angles, you mm-hmm. know. Where- <laughs> yeah. So,
0: sounds like you want to talk some more soccer. I do.
1: You know, for any of our listeners that do- don't actually follow the Premier League, but want to get the occasional, you know, bi-monthly update, Leicester City looks to be safe from relegation.
0: They're out. They're out of the relegation. No, no, no. They're not fully. Fight, they, they could still get it, but. Well, they're not fulham oh, out oh, 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 <laughs> oh yeah oh, that was pretty good now i think the next they're basically there the next isn't that crazy yeah. they are in the champion champions league and they're still in it and they are
1: potentially going to be relegated yep it's bonkers and uh but i think the next team to worry about if our listeners needed something to uh, be concerned about english premier league soccer we don't want to see swansea get relegated Keep the Welsh teams there.
0: Now, you want to talk about your Minnesota United team, the Loons or something like that?
1: (laughs) They are the Loons. Uh, I I don't really want to talk about them.
0: So I heard this theory. I don't know if it was a theory or fact or whatever, but um, someone was telling me that they decided that because this year, even though it was their first year, um they weren't going to be in the stadium that they'd be in long term so they were just going to like you know pay minimum salaries and just like get through this year and then like really invest in next year which is supposed to explain why they had like 11 goals scored on them in the first two games
1: yeah um it's not getting a lot better but they're uh, they're not the very bottom of 538's projections Mm, that's a step in the right direction uh, yeah but my point is is that if they could get relegated from mls uh they probably would
0: they would be would be the league below that would that be high school soccer <laughs> i mean because i feel like college soccer in some ways sometimes <laughs> better than perhaps better than than the mls all right that brings us to the review session slow cooker meals
1: yeah we're coming out of the winter doldrums but One part of winter that I'm not fully ready to give up on is slow cooker meals. They
0: are pretty good. There's nothing like coming home, opening the door, and being like blasted with the (laughs) smell of the meal that you're going to have for the next two to three days. Though, we just got a new slow cooker that's much bigger. The old one, no recipe would fit in it. No, like, no recipe, no, like, two- to three-person meal would fit inside of it. So what would always happen is it would just barely fit um, cold. And then by the time you'd get home from work, it was like dripping down <laughs> the side of the table and the dog would be just like licking the cabinet underneath.
1: <laughs> like, oh, hey, thanks, thanks guys, for leaving this for me. <laughs> I like that, yeah, the dispensing treat. So what you have, you have a favorite cut that you put in the slow cooker?
0: I don't have a favorite cut. I mean, I like... I like to mix it up, but I I've been making this um, pork pasoul. Ooh. Yeah, it is it is something else. It is pretty darn Ooh, good. Well, maybe
1: maybe we're gonna branch out a little bit. Uh, you might have to share a recipe.
0: No, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. I... <laughs> You'll have to vet it first. Yeah,
1: I think I think that could work. Ah, well, you know, we really got to work on finding some disagreement here because it seems like we're into slow cookers too.
0: I haven't been doing as much of it though recently. So,
1: how do you feel about the Minnesota staple of bringing a warm dip to a party in a slow cooker?
0: In a slow cooker, I have not experienced it in the slow cooker yet, but I have, yeah, I had the hot the hot dip. Not quite appetizing either. Oh, you you got to like, bring
1: you got to bring your, you know, it starts as just fully congealed cheese <laughs> until you plug it in at the potluck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is we of luck to you, buddy. we of luck to you too.
1: Yeah!